0: Hi there friends, I'm Francine Parola from Smart Loving and I'm delighted to share this episode with you featuring guest Tony Manfredonia. In the summer of 21, Tony, a songwriter, was on the brink of destroying his marriage. In his own words, he says he was lost in the relentless pursuit of career success and have forsaken the most precious pillars of life, love, family and faith in God. His album, Anchored, is a testament to his journey of conversion and recovery. In our conversation, we cover his story in more detail and look at the themes present in his songs, like disillusionment and fear in marriage, the temptation to walk away when things are tough, and what convicted his heart and brought him back to his faith and to his marriage. I was captivated by his story, and I think you will be too. So hello listeners, it's Francine Parola here in Smart Loving Conversations and today I'm delighted to be joined by a really unexpected and exceptional guest, Tony Manfredonia. Tony is a Michigan-based composer and singer-songwriter and creates captivating and emotionally charged music. His music is a reflection of his own life's triumphs and tribulations. His latest album, Anchored, tells the remarkable true story of a miraculous redemption in Tony's marriage following a near fatal fallout with his wife. So Tony, welcome and thank you for making the time to join me today in this conversation. Great to have you here. Thank
1: you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an honour.
0: Thank you. Tony, just briefly, how did you find us? <laughs>
1: So when I was like basically near the end of making this album, admittedly, I I asked my wife. I said, "Can we like put our heads together and find because it's so it's such a niche type album, right? It's like mm-hmm. kind of cinematic, kind of someone mentioned it's like listening to a film, but it's super Catholic, you know? It's like but in a way that non Catholics could listen to it, you know? And so you got Fulton Sheen in there. There's all this stuff, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, so I was like, okay. in to find these listeners i need to kind of start fresh with this i need to find these listeners right and the the story of the album is so personal that i said maria my wife maria she was like what about podcasts you know what about like marriage-based podcasts and i said that's a brilliant idea so she was actually kind of perusing the internet i actually like i admit that. i don't know what sources probably DuckDuckGo or one of those you know search engines <laughs> that um, allow you to kind of just see uh uncensored from google or whatever but like it's she just came across it and i said this looks awesome you know the undoer of knots i was like oh man this is great (laughs) so Uh, I was all about it. I said, I got to reach out to them for sure.
0: Well, that's, I I think we're going to have a a strong synergy. So I'm looking forward to how our conversation unfolds today. Just tell us really briefly how you met your wife and a bit about your early love story. I know the album sort of focuses on the more recent past, but just so our viewers can get to know you a little bit, how did you meet and and how did your love story come about?
1: So we met, we were both, well, I was in college. I was about second year university. And we met online. It was actually through a, the platform was called Tumblr. I don't even know if the, the website's around anymore. Kind of like blog. This was a, the early social media days. We were following each other for, you know, we were kind of having mental health blogs and stuff and following each other. But at some point I posted uh, a very Christian article. I'll admit, I don't remember what the content was. I just remember being a very Catholic Christian article. And I got a lot of pushback there were a lot of people coming into my message inbox and you know saying all sorts of things i'm sure you can imagine but the one voice maria my wife she messaged she said i just want to say i admire your courage and your bravery and i agree with you i think this is great and so that just kind of opened the door to just we started talking to each other on the internet and um moved to you know phone calls and then skype and then she's like do you want to like fly out here and i was like sure so i just flew out to meet her i was from philadelphia Uh, Pennsylvania and she's up here in Michigan you know right on the Lake Michigan beautiful up Mm -hmm. here and I flew in and I was like well (laughs) I was like I'm home (laughs) you know just the scenery just 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 the nature it was just beautiful and when I saw her in person for the first time it was in the airport that's when that where I ended up proposing was the airport there it was just like this moment of just like this is it. Like, I, I have no excuses. Like, there's no reason. Because, you know, our relationship, the start of our relationship was founded on faith. Mm-hmm. You know, just the, mm-hmm. literally the first interaction we ever had was like, we have mutual faith, right? Yeah. And I think in this day and age, And, you know, we talked more and we got to just kind of know each other and our families and our upbringing, you know, all that, the normal stuff, but it was Mm -hmm. all through the internet, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And when all you can do is talk, you get to know someone really quick. (laughs) Like when those are your date nights over Mm -hmm. the internet and you're just talking for four hours straight, you get to know someone really, really, really fast. And so it was a total Holy Spirit moment because it seems like in all the times, even through the worst of times and coming out of that, like we have given each other the very things that we both need. in our own ways, you know, she's got some stuff that like, I've been been able to kind of fill those voids. I had some, you know, stuff she's been able to kind of fill those voids. It just, it was just like a total Holy Spirit, like, all right, I'm going to put, Guy was like, I'm going to put these two people together. Here you go. Like, have fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and I love the way the Lord rewards faithfulness and fidelity to him, that you take a risk, you put your faith out there in a world that's pretty hostile, as you noted, you got a lot of pushback, but that, act of bravery and courage and fidelity to him then leads to this incredible reward of finding, you know, the one that he wants you to love for the rest of your life. And I'm always amazed by how the Lord can use whatever circumstances. There are some people that are somewhat negative about internet dating or or internet Mm -hmm. relationships thinking... Well, it's much better to do it in person. And everything else. Well, it's not like Imagine. that's the only way. You know, it's an yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an intro, it's a method of introduction. It's not the sole sum total of your relationship. Is not going to be internet right. mediated, of course. Um, so I think there's. I'm I'm always amazed by how many people actually find each other through unusual circumstances, like dating sites or yeah. Tumblr. Is the first time I've heard of Tumblr. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that was not I, people have asked me they're like what what uh dating app did you use i was like actually it wasn't an, we were just had blogs like it was just yeah. total not even facebook you know yeah um and that's i didn't right. even know what she looked like before that it was literally just a message of i support you and what you believe and it was like okay well let me see who this person is because i guess we've been following each other but you know you just you know how it is on social media yeah. you follow so yeah. many people and it just becomes numbers yeah, yeah. sometimes yeah um so yeah
0: Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. So, I guess that leads us right to the doorstep of um, your album. And so, what inspired sure. it, and what you know, what's the story behind it? Because it starts out, yeah. everything started out great, right? But then things started to go off the rails. So, unpack that right. for us.
1: Sure. So, it was about five years into the marriage. We've been married a little over seven now, and I'll try to give you. The, there's through the the first five years of our marriage, there. My my wife had a lot of chronic health difficulties, um, and then actually, my first album back in 2020 was kind of about me processing that because it was like maybe, and I'm sure you know, you know, maybe you've talked to people that like when you have significant health difficulties on one party in a marriage or the other, it it can really take a toll, right? It just it it tests your willpower, it tests your commitment, and that was just kind of an added stress for me. On top of, you know, I'm ashamed to say, but, you know, it's just part of my history and it's not the case now. But I, that's why I'm happy to share this, because this is something that I hope especially husbands out there can pray about. But, you know, through all of this, it I kind of just got used to the idea of, well, we don't have kids yet. You know, it's be, this health stuff has kind of prevented the kids from happening. And it was in her health actually really started to improve, which of course was a huge blessing. You know, it's like, oh wow, she's feeling great. This is great. This is this, our future is is looking bright because uh, you know, the financial sink, it can it can be with health stuff. I mean, there's just so many components that it's like, oh, okay, we're moving somewhere. You know, we're, we're actually moving forward. That was like, well, okay, then what do we do about kids? And I suddenly, it was like in my life. And this is this is something where it was like, I just didn't want it. I was like, no, like I, I'm averted to having, like, I don't want kids. I don't want kids. And of course, as you know, in a Catholic marriage, like that's just not going to fly. That's not going to fly. So you have one person saying, I'm feeling better. Let's have kids. And you have the other person saying myself, "Uh, I I think I'd rather just do the music thing. Like, let's just, I'm going to make music my life. And so of course that just spiraled into very, you know, heated and big arguments that just kind of exploded and things were said that shouldn't have been said. And, you know, that's in, in hindsight, it was like Satan's way of just kind of Pulling us apart. Um, And so you had this extreme aversion on my end to like the idea of starting a family. I mean, it was, it was, uh, I'm, that's what I mean. I'm sad and ashamed to say it was part of my past. But when things got to be rock bottom, that was the, I guess, the summer of 21, 2021. It was about May to April to July where things just spiraled and spiraled into chaos that we were at rock bottom. It was like, OK, we have to make a call because we have to decide okay, what is going to happen with this marriage, because it can't really continue unless we're both on the same team mm-hmm. with this mm-hmm. ba- with this like core issue, you know, about having children. And so in that moment of darkness for me, I said, no, let, you know, let's just go get let's just go to the priest. Let's go to our parish priest. Let's just have him pray with us, pray over us, get to the prayer. We have like a prayer team at our parish. So mm-hmm. they came, you know, we all met. And father, his name is Father Peter. He asked, you know, what are you two praying for? And uh, I said, discernment. We're praying for discernment. Specifically just with this marriage. You know, things have just gotten so out of hand. We're like on opposite ends of the room. In that moment of prayer, a few things happened. The first of which is they were just like, if you can imagine like crying with zero resistance, it was almost like something was being pulled out of me. It was almost like, this hatred and this aversion and this anger was just literally like coming out of my eyes like zero suppression second thing that happened was I was just for lack of better words it was almost like I was watching a picture book of my of kids of like children Mm -hmm. and I was happy about it you know it was almost like I was seeing like in my mind's eye you know like just envisioning myself with kids at the playground and uh with Maria like holding a newborn and, and it was I was excited about it and then after that you know you mentioned the the term courage and bravery earlier in this conversation there was this extreme sense of like i'm i'm going to go forward with bravery and with courage and i'm just going to accept i'm accept, i'm going to accept god's will i had to say lord i surrender this to you i let go and i give this all to you you take over and you let me know what this is because it was it's driving us apart and you know when you're in the midst of that And I'm sure all marriages have been through those moments where it's like sometimes situations just spiral so much that everybody just becomes confused and you don't even know it's up from down, you know? And so it provided clarity. And it was the kind of moment that I, in my best possible way, tried to capture. There's a song called Visions from God where I tried to capture that moment. But there's no words. There's no amount of words that could ever explain the change of heart. Because after that day, I'm talking like literally after that day, Mm -hmm. it's been well over two years now I'm still just as pumped. We don't have got, uh, kids yet. Pray for us, God willing. But it's like I'm stoked. I'm so excited, and like our marriage has never been better. Any type of anger or sort of like my short fuse that was that was there back then, completely obliterated. Like I've never I've been as cool as a cat for. Like the only thing I can the only thing I can say is it was a miracle, mm-hmm. and that inspired the album. That was mm-hmm. like okay. Wait a minute. this needs to be told. I need to go out there and say, "Share my faults, share my wrongdoing. Share the whole story. how faith, how literally surrender to God's will essentially saved the marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And because, in my opinion, it was very much spiritual warfare going on. if you because if you think about it, it was like in hindsight, all right, our marriage is kind of you know we're we're doing okay. You know, we had some emotional baggage or whatever. and but it was mostly the physical health, really kind of we're trying to overcome that. As soon as that got better, the idea of kids the conversation of a family that was when the knife was wedged between us and it's like okay well especially in this day and age <laughs> satan wants nothing to do with families right yeah. so it was just and so that was the angle i took uh, with the album it's like it's kind of good versus evil it's heaven versus hell and of course god prevailed right god prevails mm. christ prevails so That's longer answer, but really I a really strong
0: helps. It's a strong theme that comes through is the spiritual warfare. And when you first made contact, I was like, "Oh, who is this guy?" And I jumped on and and listened to some of your songs and read the lyrics. And it's I think it'd be really interesting for our listeners if we um maybe unpacked a couple of those the lyrics so that you could explore some of those themes together because the spiritual warfare, particularly targeting marriage and family, is vicious in this age. Right. And I think sometimes we don't realise when we're under attack. Right. And I've often found that when I call out spiritual warfare um, or people being situations or people being under spiritual attack, a lot of Catholics recoil from it because they think what we're suggesting is there's well there's a good person and there's a bad person here. There's somebody Mm -hmm. who's playing the role of evil and somebody playing the role of goodness. And that's not actually how it works. Our capacity as an individual, to live in the glory of God, but also to (laughs) act with evil, is in every person. And how I've experienced spiritual warfare in our life and in our marriage, it's almost been like the devil puts down this film between us, and so that it perverts the interpretation of what the other is doing and saying. And so it's like Byron might say something innocent or do something that any objective observer would say, he's washing up the dishes. What's the problem, right?
1: Right, right. (laughs)
0: Right. But I'm reloaded with negativity, and with and mm-hmm. I say, "Oh, he's washing up the dishes because he's redoing the dishes that I already did." He's telling me that I can't even wash up a dish, right? So right. all of yes. a sudden, there's that negative interpret. It's all in the ter- interpretation. And he's like getting right. exasperated going, what's going on? I'm trying to help, but right. I've taken a negative. And I think that's often what drives couples apart is they get this kind of confirmation bias that goes on and on through this spiritual warfare that in- takes their interpretation off in the wrong direction. Right. And I saw that captured, that that sort of element captured in, in the lyrics of your album. It's time for us to take a quick break. We'll be back soon.
2: It is easy to get discouraged when there is disconnection in our marriage. Arguments over petty incidents, too busy to romance each other, crowded with other responsibilities. All marriages go through periods where we need a breakthrough in our relationship. The Smart Loving Breakthrough course will teach you how arguments happen, how to manage them better or avoid them altogether. Understand your internal drivers and how your spouse is triggering you. Process the pain of past injuries, making you stronger and less reactive. Visit smartloving.org forward slash breakthrough. The Smart Loving Breakthrough course can be done by a couple or by an individual who is in a marriage that is in distress. Visit smartloving.org forward slash breakthrough to enroll today. Gift certificates are also available should you want to purchase the course for a friend or family member.
0: Hi there, listeners. You've been listening to Smart Loving Conversations. Welcome back. Before we jump into it, was, can you tell us just about sure. Fulton Sheen for Australian listeners which is um I mean Americans would know him very well and particularly yeah. those who are of my generation maybe and, and older would know of him but for a lot of our sure. listeners they've never heard of him. So just give us a quick bio of of Fulton Sheen.
1: Sure. The first thing I I will say is if you haven't heard him talk and you got to go to YouTube and search his talks because so Fulton Sheen, venerable Fulton Sheen was, uh, I think he became an archbishop toward the tail end of his life, if I'm not mistaken, but Bishop Fulton Sheen. He had a show in America, the 50s and 60s, literally on like everyone's television. So it wasn't like Catholic only channel. This was like a primetime show, essentially. And he just gave talks about the Catholic faith and the and he has a lot of talks on spiritual warfare you know mm-hmm. so like if you're ever interested in kind of understanding it better and they're timeless you know that we're living in 2023 now and i as i was listening to these talks um sort of trying to ha- get a better grasp of this and trying to get an understanding of this so much so that i included his narration in the album it felt his talks felt so relevant i was like mm-hmm. this this man could be talking about today Literally today. Very profound way of speaking. And so, you know, the, the, the reason I know of him so well is my dad uh, works for EWTN, which is kind of the, one of the bigger uh, Catholic radio uh, and media networks yep. out here in in America. And um actually, EWTM might be global if I'm not mistaken. Are they global? We've Portland?
0: got them here in in Australia. Oh, okay, well, you got yeah. them there
1: too. Great. Oh, good. <laughs> so he's got a station out in uh, the state of New Jersey and he, you know, he had sort of Fulton Sheen. He was very he's just a very big advocate of Fulton Sheen. So I kind of grew up with his talks and knew the name and once I was really God placed on my heart to really make this album, I remember going to this to to his talks and being like, you know, actually kind of think this would be really engaging for the listeners, especially the non-Catholics who are not like, "Oh, spiritual warfare. Like I know what Mm -hmm. that is for maybe even an atheist who has no idea what that is. I felt Fulton Sheen's ability to make those spiritual topics clear Mm -hmm. was very good. So I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna actually put these into the album. And so I did.
0: Okay. So that's a perfect segue. So, in your overture, which your album begins with the audio recording of your wedding vows, um, Mm -hmm. but then you feature Fulton Sheen and he says, If any man has a mind to come my way, let him renounce himself, take up his cross, and follow me. That the heart has its cycles. As well as the planets and the movement of the heart is an upward spiral and not a circle which turns in upon itself. The crisis of nothingness, which follows a dream come true, needs its purification and its cross. And the cross is not a roadblock. On the way to happiness, it is a ladder up which one climbs to the very heaven of love itself. Uh,
1: oh man, I mean, it's, just, it's making me tear up just hear that because... I
0: know, it's powerful, isn't it? You know, it?
1: and it, in, my, in my life, at least the first five years of the marriage, I viewed the difficulties my wife and I had as like a very negative thing. As like, okay, so these health complications, my own, you know, my own mental health complications that fed into the anger and the disruption that mm-hmm. was happening in our marriage all that stuff, I viewed it as like, I just want to get rid of it. But on one hand, you, on one hand, on a human level, yes, you want to feel better and you want to be healthy and well. But on the, on the other hand, those crosses that can exist within marriage, it's like, if you carry them and, and surrender them to God, it's like, you grow so much, you grow and your marriage grows. And it's a mm. beautiful thing. Mm. And I, I I I wish I could turn back the clock and say this to myself when we first got married, instead of pushing against it, but rather to let's carry these together hand mm-hmm. in hand let's do this together you know mm-hmm. um and that's why i felt take up take up your take up your cross and sometimes marriage itself sometimes marriage itself can be a cross you know yeah. it's not mm-hmm. all roses and butterflies all the time you know and mm-hmm. so i just found that that line as the perfect the perfect entrance to this album of like okay everything you're about to hear you're going to hear some dark stuff but it's okay because it's the cross that's going to lead us through sanctification, through purification, it's going to lead us to heaven, right? So mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I'm I'm often struck because that really that quote really speaks to the struggle and to the disillusionment and to the human pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. But we can never be satisfied this side of heaven. And I think sometimes, um, particularly really devout Catholics or devout Christians can fall into the trap of thinking that because I'm following all the rules, I'm playing, I'm following the commandments, I'm staying on, on the right side of the moral the, mm-hmm. the moral law, that I'm going to be rewarded in this life. And and that's a bit of that prosperity gospel mindset that slips in. Right. And so anytime that life throws us a bit of a curveball, the assumption then is that, oh, I'm I'm being punished. I'm messing up. Right. And sometimes, actually, those curveballs are there to extend our growth. And one of the things right. we like to say to couples when they're in really difficult and conflicted situations. To not just see those as a, a catastrophically and as a disaster, but see them as an mm. invitation to growth. Right. That often, what the Lord is saying, okay, you, you're doing well, good, but it's time to step it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want you to go to the next level. You know, this is this is elite yeah. athletes we're looking for here. Um, we, right. we don't want just mediocre, heavy experience. We want to go. We want to go for gold on this. And so, yeah. being able to, I guess, reframe some of the struggles we have and to recognize. The invitation of the lord to really purify what's these words he says the movement of the heart follows a dream but it needs purification and it's cross that it's yeah. that it's, we can't just start with that we have to go further it's it's really quite profound i think
1: yeah his way and that's his his the way his doesn't I mean if you haven't heard his talks yet it's very po- it's all very poetic and he just the way he says these things it's just like straight to the heart it's amazing
0: he's a very gifted communicator and and i have yeah. in my mind i've seen some of some old um, videos that have been remastered. He he teaches with a, a chalkboard. Yeah. <laughs> you see those with yeah. a chalkboard. And he's wearing his, he's in full full kind of bishop regalia of the time with a cape. Yeah. And he's teaching on the board <laughs> with the cape fluttering. It's quite dramatic. Yeah. and But he's incredible. You mentioned Visions from God as one of your significant tracks in the album. Yeah. Can we unpack that a little bit? I'm quoting sure. again, I'm letting go. I surrender. Please show us what's to come. I see children. You've shown me children. I see my children, my unborn children. What is faith forgotten? What is hope that's broken? What is love unspoken? It's an empty shell. Heal the hate. It kills me. Seal my fate. In turn, I promise to give my everything to you. Just unpack that a little bit. Um, you mentioned previously that you know you envisaged your children,
1: right? Um, and I, yeah, th- th- yeah. Thank you. This this is the. I would say this is the 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 one track on the album that is so specific that people would be like, okay, why is he singing about children, right? This is so specific. But my my hope with it was, you know, maybe couples who listen to this who are maybe struggling with fertility or they're struggling with discernment about having kids that, they, that this might speak to them, you know, because mm-hmm. in our situation, it wasn't necessarily, even now, even now it's like, okay, we're both pumped whenever it happens. But if God doesn't give us that gift, it wasn't it wasn't the actual let's here's the physical child in front of us it was more so the openness yeah. one was closed i was closed i was closed off mary was open that was the issue not so much as the lack of the children sitting in front of us that we mm-hmm. have you know and so i wanted to lean into the the virtues of faith hope and love right and the greatest of these is love as you know right mm-hmm. and i felt like there was no better moment than in this track like what is life without these without faith without love and without hope that to my in my opinion and i, I, I pray for people who don't know those things mm-hmm. who are hopeless who have no faith and don't have love in their lives because that is not an enjoyable life i'm mm-hmm. i it's I i can't imagine it being very enjoyable and so i wanted to speak on those virtues as well as literally just lord i give everything to you just heal this Heal this brokenness, heal my brokenness, Lord. And that's why the, I wanted to juxtapose the the gigantic orchestral nature of the music. The music is like huge, like film score style orchestra, mm-hmm. but the lyrics are relatively simple. Yeah. I surrender, I'm letting go, I surrender, I'm letting go. Because that is really all, all take sometimes. is mm-hmm. like, Lord, I don't know where I'm going, you take over. And then yeah. sometimes it's those moments that are the spark for him, just letting him into your life to to make that change in your in mm-hmm. your soul in your being, you know, mm. um, so that's that's that moment there.
0: And in some ways, that's the hardest challenge in the life of faith, isn't it? It's that surrender, and um, so many of our prayer traditions in the church call attention to that. So Mary's fiat, you know, mm-hmm. "Your will be done, not mine." Even going back to Abraham, you know, mm-hmm. at the um, sacrifice of or the almost sacrifice of Isaac. It's it's so deep in the tradition of, you know, Father um, Delindo's, Ritoldo's, Surrender Novena. Have you heard of that one? That one's ripping through the internet. Oh, I haven't, I haven't I'll heard I'll have that to one. send you a link to that. that yes, he please was do. He was a spiritual director of Padre Pio. Oh, so wow, he, okay. So he is a sainted <laughs> fellow. Or, I, mean, I don't <laughs> know why he's not canonized yet, Um, but lived in the um, same time as Padre Pio, sort of more towards Naples. But his Surrender Novena is, it's mm. look, it's up on Hallow. The Hello App, and that's beautiful. But this whole idea, Jesus, you take care of everything. You know, I surrender yeah. it to you. And in some ways, I think we just have to keep saying that over and over again. And one of the things yes. I love about the musical representation of it is that this repetition, it's like the mantra that every day, every moment of every day, mm-hmm. we have to make that decision. To turn our lives over, whether it's in what the Lord is calling us very specifically in this moment, or as a generalized, you know, consecration of you know in our morning prayers or whatever it is, that it's um, it's it's this constant recommitment to that because the hearts, the human, the human nature is naturally pulls back into itself. I think,
1: a distrust. Yeah, hands down. Um, and, you know, I would say most married couples are so at some and depending on where you are. It's, it's going to be with a different circumstance for us. It was, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. There was just this money. There was a money thing. It's like, Lord, I don't know where the money is going to come from. But like 10 times out of 10, it's like, all right, here's my last transaction next day. I got a phone call. Hey, I got a job for you. You know, like it's like yeah. and it could happen over and over and over. And there's still that human element of like, Lord. like I don't I I don't believe you but it's it it's it's in those constant surrenders or you know I think my favorite the divine mercy is Jesus I trust in you that is something I'm always kind of like literally no matter if it's a Stressful meeting coming up, or uh, you know something Mm -hmm. going on. It's like, all right, Jesus, I trust in you. Like this is in your hands. And even with this album, quite frankly, it's like you know, just as a side, just a very, very small side story. Like, I for the last eight years, I my line, my main line of work has been making music for video game soundtracks. Like that has been paying the bills, and it's I'm grateful Mm -hmm. for that. It's a it's a neat job, and it's it's wonderful. But God was like, you got to go full force with this album, man. Like you got to go full force. Just this pull in my heart. I'm like, I have literally. Nothing to gain from a human perspective and everything to lose, you know, yeah. <laughs> with doing yeah. this, because it's immediately the subject matter is immediately going to just separate the people when they see even see the word faith. They're like, nope, not even going there. So but I'm going all in. You know, that's that's the it's just it's been been God. very clear <laughs> on my heart. You know, it's like. Just got to roll with it, Tony. You just got to do this and trust in me.
0: I do want to get to the goals and the mission, but can we do a yeah. couple more songs? Yeah. Anchored. So your words in Anchored. Finally, let freedom be. Now it's time for us to see what lies above the canopy. Radiance shines in tranquility. And where shadows fell, it's as bright as day. And where darkness covered, I found my fate to be unified love's embrace. My heart is yours. My heart is yours. It's yours to take. It's also the name of your album, right? This is the the, the track or the single. Tell our listeners, you know, what's going on for you here? Who who are these words? These words directed towards your beautiful wife
1: yeah well so it's or or is it both or it's both it's both and that was something and in fact i think i think anchored is the shortest the title track is the shortest one on the album and so the conception for this was okay there's this big life redeeming moment you know the first half of the album is this very kind of like almost like hell on earth like things are just getting darker and darker and darker and then god kind of pulls us out pulls me out most especially, um, my wife really trying trying to help me get out along the way. God just kind of has that miracle moment. And then this is that moment with God, right? Mm -hmm. So this is that moment of everything in me changed. And it's like, here I am just with the Lord, feeling at peace, finally, after all the confusion and all just the disruption. And so there was no other way to do it than to just make it a choral piece. It's almost like a classical choral piece. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To kind of almost like that, the angels are singing, you know? Uh, and so the lyrics are, yes, my heart is yours. My heart is yours. It is directed toward God and to my wife. And even the idea of a of love's embrace, right? Mm-hmm. You know, love's embrace within a marriage. Yeah. But also, you know, I think to embrace love with a capital L upon our death, right? When if, yeah. if they're waiting for us, he is love incarnate. Yep. So it's like, I wanted the song to really be about, I am here with you, Lord, and I'm here with you, Maria. And like, I give myself to both of you completely. No more questions, no more confusion. This is this is where I am. This is the path I am on. And you know, it's unfortunate on one hand that it ha- that happened when the marriage was already underway, right? But I think we all kind of need those moments of recommitment every now and then, you know, maybe yeah. not so dramatic as this, but so that's, that's anchored.
0: Mm. It does read almost like, um, a renewal of vows. Uh, right. You know, you've got it. You've got it at the beginning of the, the track, the vows being recited. The actual. I'm guessing that's the live audio There's recording. The, yeah, the, 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 the actual. Yeah, it's
1: recording. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, and then you've got anchored, which anchors the whole album. So it's it's absolutely right. kind of named with this recommitment. This. Of surrendering not just to your wife but also to your vows, and I often think that's a really interesting reflection. As somebody who's worked in sort of marriage ministry, and and Byron and I have had a little kind of side project along. It's related to our work, but it's to just explore the idea of marital spirituality. What does that look like? Like when we think mm-hmm. about you know a cloistered religious order or um, an order of priests like the Jesuits or the Franciscans or whatever. They've got a a rule of life. Mm -hmm. What does that look like, our question is, for a married couple? Yeah. And I, I still remember Byron we were in a group discussing this and and he he did a bit of an internet search and made up this sort of meme uh, where he had he found this picture of this it was probably an anglican priest you know very prim and proper and you know looking yeah. saintly with his hands clasped in his things and and you know he put holy order orders across the top and then he found another picture of this frazzled looking couple with kids hanging off them everywhere and their yeah. hair's out of order and <laughs> and he put holy disorder <laughs> At yeah, the top. like one's ordered, Boy, the other's chaotic, but they're both holy. Yeah, and and how does the Lord enter into the spaces there? So this whole question of serving the Lord through the service into our marriage and the service through family life, it doesn't fit the stereotypes we've been raised with around what does a holy life look like? We think of well, we think of you know saying the family rosary. That's a beautiful manifestation, but sometimes it's it's actually in. The messy mud, the chaos, the the, the craziness, yeah. the screaming kids, the whatever it is, the having a tantrum as an adult. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> that's, and I would say even your struggles as a couple in your early years, there was a, a holiness to that, in that you were, right. living into the reality of really difficult testing, situation. Right.
2: right.
1: Um, well, and yeah, and that's I think one of the one of the um, elements that really helped us get through when things got really messy was when I remember our there was a, an older couple who we were talking with before we got married. And they said that there was one time in their life that literally the only thing they had left, when things got really rough for them, the only thing left that they had was the commitment they made on the altar. Like that was hanging on by that thread. It's a very powerful thread though. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I agree. I think even when things can get messy, I think so long as the commitment is there, As Mm -hmm. long as you are trying to, if you know, people like to say 50/50. Well, I say 100/100. As long Mm -hmm. as you're giving each other 100 and doing the best you can, and you're going to work through things together, I think that's that's the best, in my experience, at least. I mean, it's only been seven years. I'm sure you've had people on your podcast who have been married much longer than this. But in our in our my humble experience, that gets us through, even you know, with other things, a death in the family, like we lost. Her dad uh, three years ago, like those moments of the world is kind of confusing right now. Like, we don't know how to process these things happening. It's let's go through this together, right? Mm -hmm. No matter what. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we may not like it and we may have to pull the other along, right? Mm -hmm. But -hmm. as long as we're doing it together with God at the center, you know, that's sometimes it feels like the best. And all you can do sometimes.
0: And I'm just struck by the way you are articulating that then. It's a mirror of the life of faith. I had a really significant conversion experience when I was baptized in the Spirit. I always had Mm -hmm. an affinity for the sort of the charismatic expression of faith. And I went along to this conference. I had three young children. I had a migraine on the day and all that sort of stuff. And it was was a really stressful sort of time. And Byron said, leave the kids with me. Go go to on your own today, and uh, had this in- ex- quite extraordinary encounter. I had a beautiful week, like a honeymoon afterwards, just on cloud nine, and yep. then I just crashed because I tried to share it with Byron some of the experience, and he was distracted. And mm. instead of getting irritated with Byron, I got cross with God. It was like, hang on, mm. I just, I just gave my life to you. This is what's supposed to happen. This wasn't part of the deal. And it took a long time for me and with some, needed some spiritual direction to help me rise. God never said that I would never suffer anymore if I gave my life mm-hmm. to him, mm-hmm. just that he would be with me in the suffering. Right. And I think sometimes when we get married at the altar, we take that same sort of attitude. We're so happy at the time of the wedding. Yes. That we think, we we say the words in good times and in bad, in sickness and and in health, but we actually... Don't anticipate that there will be sickness or there will be bad times or there will be for poorer times. We sort right. of assume that the good times that we're experiencing now are just going to keep rolling. Yep. And The wedding vows don't promise us actually. In in many ways, they promise us that there will be tribulation, (laughs) and it's going to be miserable. It's going to be dark. We're not always going to feel great about each other. But that's not that's what not marriage is. Marriage isn't about living happily after. Marriage is walking together in our life journey towards the Lord and towards our ultimate destiny. So the strong parallels that was just coming to really clearly in what you were saying.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's and I think that's also why, you know, I've had some folks. Some when I was sort of test listening this album, uh, some they said, well, why did you include like all the rough stuff? I literally even have when you have if you have a physical c- CD copy and you look at the back, you'll see the first half I call the temptation and the second half I call the salvation, where the first half is really mm-hmm. like this temptation to walk away from this beautiful marriage that I had. And I was just being selfish, right? The temptation me is me temp- being tempted to literally walk out because things got too hard. The salvation is, of course, the more the glories of heaven on earth, if you want to think of it that way. And so the reason I included the first half, the darker stuff, is because there's a reality to it, you know, mm. that that it happens. It's like it's almost like if the, you had the Bible, you went to the Gospel of John and they talk about the resurrection, but you don't know anything about the death. Oh, Jesus died in one sentence. And you're like, oh, OK, but then you have all this information about mm. the resurrection it wouldn't have the same impact. We kind of have yeah. to know the death in order to know the resurrection. And so that's why, you, like you're saying about, you know, the wedding day being this, you know, it's a beautiful, almost always this beautiful, exciting day. There are moments where it's not beautiful and exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's the beginning of the story. Um, it's
0: not the end, right?
1: <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So that's that was my reasoning. And I hope that speaks to other couples who mm-hmm. hear it, You know, who who might, who maybe they feel consolation that, yes, these really challenging times do happen. And this happened to this guy and his wife, and they still came out of it. You know, Mm. that was my intention with that.
0: That looks like a good time to take a break. We'll be back soon.
1: Smart
2: Loving Fertility. There's a smarter way to manage your fertility, one that works with your body, your marriage, and your faith. Smart Loving Fertility is an online course based on the Symptothermal Method It incorporates a unique blend of scientific insights with relationship frameworks and Catholic theology to foster intimacy and help you flourish as a couple. The course will allow you to grow closer as a couple, to raise a family and keep your marriage vibrant, manage your fertility naturally, confidently and with more freedom. Visit smartloving.org forward slash fertility. Gift certificates are also available if you want to purchase the fertility course for a friend or family member.
0: Hi there, listeners. You've been listening to Smart Loving Conversations. Welcome back. And that gives just hearing you describe the two parts of your album as temptation and salvation and anchored is the pivot point, right?
1: Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: That That's the point at which you do your transformation or your transformation becomes evident.
1: Well, Yeah, there's there's it's a little bit earlier in the album uh, where the pivot point is is what I I have kind of this instrumental interlude that kind of segues into a a track called Confession, which was really that was the deciding moment of, okay we're at rock bottom. I could either walk down the path of destruction even more so, or I could suck it up and say, Lord, I need you and just Mm -hmm. go full on. I'm going to get out of myself and ask for the help from God that. In my opinion, that was the pivot point. If you want to think of it even mm-hmm. a little okay. earlier than that, you know, like that moment of, okay, I'm messing up here. I really messed up here. God, I need you. It was sort of just letting him in. It's like, okay, now he can work with me, you know? Now he can do his his thing.
0: <laughs> That's great. Um your last song, your last uh, single, Honey on Hone. It's quite yeah. different in style. <laughs> To the other yeah. one, some of the lyrics, when the trumpet sound and the angels lift you up and I can hold your hand and say, I'm so glad we didn't part ways because we live, we die, we grow up, we cry. We could end it all, but it's not broken in God's eyes. It's a miracle, this bond, this love divine. Now I hold your hand and say, oh, I'm in this for life. So it really is your coming home song. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about your thoughts on we could end it all, but it's not broken in God's eye. It strikes me as a, like a really conscious rejection of the social acceptance of sort of that temporal marriage thing, like, you know, the serial monogamy, which has so been normalized in our culture.
2: Right.
0: right. You know, you've been right to the edge of your marriage. Do you see a union as a di- divine reality rather than simply a human construct, which is what the world tells us? Big time. Right?
1: Big time. Yeah. Marriage is hands down. It's sanctified. There's It's a mm-hmm. sacrament. There's no other way around it. And had I walked, and apologies if I get a little emotional in here, because there was there was a time where that thought crossed my mind. I'm just going to walk. This has just gotten ridiculous. This is a wasting my time. It's horrible. Praise God. Praise God that He He gave me that change of heart. Because even if I had walked, technically speaking, still would have been married. Technically speaking, that covenant is still there. And of course, yes, the church has. The annulment process, and and there are there there are very valid cases out there. It's why it's there. There are very extremely valid cases out there. But for someone like me, who is saying this is too hard, I don't like this anymore. I'm tired. That is not a valid case. I'm sorry. That's just not yeah. a valid case. So my it was very intentional there to say we could have walked. This could have been technically on paper. Just rip it up and throw it away. But in God's eyes, no, in God's eyes, no, that, that mm-hmm. commitment, that covenant is there. And so the, the style of the, yeah, it is, it is kind of fun and it's a bit of a genre bending album, uh, but it, it was really it a celebration. It's a celebration of I'm home. And, you know, even the lyrics in the chorus were like, I wanted to play with when the stars come out versus when the sun comes out, because when it's nighttime, you can still grow you know? And I, I think the idea that when the stars come out and the flowers begin to grow as the lyric, it's like, okay, why, why not the sun? The sun, but it's like, well, it's actually sometimes during the nighttime, during the darker times that you can still grow. Mm-hmm. And even like when the kids all shout, it's like, okay, we don't have kids yet, but when things just get chaotic, it's going to be, I'm going to be so grateful. I'm going to be eternally grateful that it's like, we stuck it out and I went to God, right? It's like, there's nothing on earth that could ever make me ungrateful for that. Nothing in the world.
0: It's magnificent. And I noticed that you, the song's book ended with um, Archbishop Sheen again, or Venerable Fulton Sheen. It Mm. says, husband and wife, all the love that you have is just a spark to lead you up to the flame, which is God. There will be in heaven a limitless receptivity and a boundless gift. That is what you marry for, for love and love leads you to God. And so frames that marriage so well, it's like, this love that I have for my spouse that draws me to give my life to this person, to Byron, it's actually God's um, work to actually point me to Him. To that this whatever I that whatever the passion, whatever the intensity, which just is so overwhelming in the human experience when you know that falling in love experience, it's only a shadow yeah. of what the Lord has planned for
1: us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I loved I love yeah, the, the the phrase he has, just a spark of the flame. It's like, oh man, wow, just summed up so well. And you you know, again, mm. just just a shadow, just only a shadow. Mm. Um mm. so anyway, yeah, I, I had to kind of start with Sheen and end with Sheen because he yeah. really brings you through the whole thing. It's a, it's a
0: really actually you can see how the whole thing is constructed and it's not just well, tell the story I'll start at the beginning and end at the end and let it mm-hmm. unravel. It's actually got the sort of structure and the organization of very careful mm-hmm. creative mind and I guess I'm really struck by I'm musically very uneducated um so this is, <laughs> <That's> I'm <okay. laughs> stronger in the visual arts. so I, I apologize if I'm sounding like a totally ignorant on this no it's okay I, it's, you're good. I, I'm one of those people that you know when my little toddlers when I'd sing at mass because I try to enter enthusiastically into singing and, and my little um Marcus when he was about four years old he was standing on the kneeler in front of me and I belting it out and he's got his fingers in his ears (laughs) like when you're four year old (laughs) doesn't even want to hear you singing you kind of know you've got a bit of an issue but anyway I try hard I'm just struck by the I guess it's not original but it feels original to me that you're using your music to tell a story and it's a really interesting engaging medium to unpack and explore these quite sophisticated themes if you know the spiritual themes of spiritual warfare of you know human what our destiny is as children of God, um, intermingled with the human love story as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I'm, I'm really impressed and excited about oh, that. So, thank you. What do thank you hope you. to, you know, the, the album will achieve? And and who's the album, I mean, you've written it for, I guess, people struggling in their marriage, perhaps, and and for listeners and that. Unpack some of your hopes there.
1: My hope is, yes, I wrote this. For people discerning marriage, people in marriage, maybe one year, five years, 20 years, it doesn't matter. I wrote this as a testimony to say when our marriage got very bad by my own hand with Satan kind of wedging a knife in the middle, that it was by turning to God that every, everything changed. Yes, we were going to mass weekly. Yes, we were sort of, quote unquote, living the faith. You know, my wife was is just extremely devout. You know, I was you know on paper Catholic. You know, okay, I'm doing the things, but this was the moment that everything changed when I really went all in and said, "Lord, you take over." And so my mission and my goal is that hopefully this speaks to those discerning marriage who are already married, even if they're not Catholic, even if they're not even Christian. That I hope the music gives them some type of inspiration in their in their Mm -hmm. own lives or maybe someone that they know because. You're absolutely right. This is not an album that's designed for the, the, for the masses. It's just not. And that's okay. I'm not here to make music. There's enough people making music that you can rock out to at a big stadium concert, you know, go see Coldplay or whatever. It's a, it'll be a fun time, you know. My mission, not only with this album, but moving forward, is to speak on life and faith and marriage and heaven and hell and to really, there's no other, I don't want to say this, I, I say this with full humility. We need more of it we need more of it. And I felt like as I was kind of making this music for soundtracks and stuff, I was always kind of saying, I wish there were more artists making stuff that just had just gigantic amounts of substance. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like this situation was the perfect opportunity to share a real heartfelt testimony through almost like you're listening to a film in a way. Mm -hmm. Like it's almost like you're watching it without the visuals. You're kind of listening to the Mm -hmm. film. so that's my hope is that it heals, that it heals. Mm. That's my hope. And even if it heals one couple or one person, I'll have done my job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, So mm. um, it's all in God's hands. It's his. It's his. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't know where it's gonna go, but it's his.
0: So best way for people to access it is it is is, is your music available on things like Spotify and oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all of that so they yep. can just look for you. I might get some links from you i mean i've got your direct link that you sent to me in your and when you first reached out by email if people wanted to use it in there like i'm thinking we have a course called for breakthrough which is for spouses in distressed marriages mm-hmm. because often mm-hmm. there's when a marriage comes under difficulty one spouse is ready to do something about it but the other one isn't for whatever reason Mm -hmm. they might not be able to or they're just you know still in a position of stubbornness we're trying to work with the one that's willing and equipping them and helping them to be the spouse that the Lord calls them to be in whatever their circumstance is and I'm just thinking this could be your work could be a real encouragement to them to just hear some of your process and enter into some of that so for someone like I mean we can put links in, we can send them straight to your well, website. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My website, my website's manfredonia music.com. So my last name music.com. Uh, but yeah, you'll find you can find the 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 music anywhere you you find music, YouTube, Amazon, Spotify, right. iTunes, it's everywhere. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Well we'll we'll make sure that we share that for our listeners in the show note. And um, Tony, it's been been a joy. Thank you so much for your time. And we do wish you, not just you personally and your wife, success in this, but the mission of what you're trying to do. We just pray that the Lord will bless that and use you and use your story and your work to reach into the hearts of of couples who are suffering to just give them inspiration and consolation. I'm just so grateful to you for your courage and your uh, willingness to to step out and I guess, you know, put your career at risk as well. So thank you. Thank
1: you very much for that. Th- thank you. And, you know, again, it's all its all in God's hands. Wherever it goes, he's got to lead the way. So I just God i just put my foot forward. So thank you.
0: God bless you. That brings us to the end of our time together. You can find more information, including links to our blessings, show notes and more at smartloving.org conversations. That's www.smartloving.org forward slash conversations. From all the team at Smart Loving, We pray that you will be blessed in your walk with the Lord today and we lift you up and all your intentions to our patron saints. Our Lady Undoer of Knots, pray for us. St John Paul II, pray for us.